Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Thanks for being here and listening and uh, seeking to be connected and in tune with what's going on with the life of our church. Uh, Brent, fresh off of some R&R this weekend. Um, how are you feeling? Oh, Steve, I feel <laughs> so it is. good. There it is. Wow, yeah. <laughs> we went up to Missouri, enjoyed time with the uh, parents, the kids' grandparents, and uh, they soaked it up, we soaked it up, and we are... Happy to be back. I'll tell you that. It's beautiful. We leave and we come back and it's 60s in the morning. It's like Colorado retreat being back here. (laughs) We've been soaking up our mornings for sure uh, early before the kids get up. It's been good. And I enjoy today we're taking the time to be able to walk through, kind of slow down a little bit. September, I think, is probably, I don't know, would you say it's the busiest month of the year here? Mm, Yeah, probably so. And so being able to slow down a little bit refocus on word worship service family, these core discipleship values of our church and really walk through some of the more detailed happenings, even though a lot of this podcast isn't announcement based, kind of really slowing down, spending some more time behind the vision and the details of things that are happening in this season. So people maybe don't miss out on what's going on. Yeah. So uh, we've got a couple, we've got a few small groups that meet on Sunday morning. Uh, it's been kind of cool to have these classes start up. So we have this this one parallel the pastor. What is that? I'm so glad it's not perpendicular the pastor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on what direction that is exactly. Like longitude, latitude. Man, I will say it with confidence, and I got about a fifty percent chance of being right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll look at the so the word components being devoted to the word. We say these are important components. Every believer, uh, and and we strive. Every member. This is part of what our members commit to is uh, is being a part of a group, being a part of a group devoted to the word. So we have our Sunday morning options, and these are great opportunities for, you know, there's many people in our church that actually commute in from, you know, 30 miles plus out. And so for those folks in particular, I want to encourage you in a big way to get involved in one of these Sunday morning classes, uh, presuming you're not able to drive back in for a a Sunday night or Wednesday night small group. So our Sunday night, Sunday morning classes, we have three options right now, as you said, Parallel the Pastor, uh, that's led led by the, uh, the Hearst and the Hubbards. And the goal of this is really to teach people how to study the Bible. It's really kind of two-pronged goal. Uh, goal number one is to teach people how to study the Bible, not so much by sitting in a how to study the Bible class, but you're going to learn those principles, and then you're going to be able to exercise them long-term. This class really isn't actually a kind of a standard Sunday morning class that might last 10 or 12 weeks. We see this being, at least for the for the next year or so, an ongoing class that will just follow along what we're, what we're preaching through on Sunday mornings. So the, the vision behind it is, as uh, Rick and Christy and and, the, and uh, Keith and Meredith presented this idea, is to is to say, let's give people an opportunity to get in the Word through the week, ask healthy observation, interpretation, application questions, OIA, pray through the text, get get practice reading a text in context and wrestling with it through the week. Then we'll get together at nine o'clock on Sunday morning and we'll 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 study it in a group, a, a small group, and discuss discuss what we've learned. And I love part of the principle that they're taking is saying you can't speak unless you've actually done the homework. So there's homework that comes with this class <laughs> and you got to do some of the work. You can't just catch it on the fly. So so there's there's some homework that's expected through the week. You put the work in, you're going to get the a lot of the, a lot more fruit from it, of course. They discuss it, they enjoy their time together, and then they come over to the 1045 service and uh, and hear that text preached on that week. And then the next week they're working on the next text that we're mm. going to be covering. So that's the, that's the vision. This is for not, it's not only for new believers, but, but this is the heart of this to be able to develop Bible study, uh, muscles for our entire church. So there's actually several believers in there that are, that are seasoned saints, been walking with the Lord for a long time and they're building some friendships devoted to the word together. 
And then we've got uh, at uh, 1045, we have our church history class. And that's a great chance, uh, even though I think they're now, this is the third week yeah. walking through. That's been a full class. That's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, a big credit to to Bobby and Mary Austin. Uh, the, part of what they saw with our kids is is they felt a desire to, to want the students to get more involved in church history. And, and we were actually going to launch this class, Stephen, I think back at the first semester of, of a COVID. <laughs> wow. So we were kind of like, hey, you know what? Let's wait two or three weeks and uh, let this thing die down. And now it's been a year and a half later. And, we're, <laughs> and, uh, and Jerry's like, We've hey. waited long enough. Yeah, Jerry's like, I'm ready to pull the trigger on this. <laughs> and so we did it, seeing what kind of, you know, this meets in the chapel. Uh, there's some workbooks that, that go along with this. And, and Jerry himself is just a great natural teacher, loves church yeah. history. And so that, that group, I think, had like 50 or 60 people in the chapel. And there's a lot of teenagers that are in that group, too, cool. that are getting a, a taste of church history. Now, I know it's been a, a good challenge with them and, and walking through that, that material. Yeah, so it's not just for students, but there's students in that, in that seminar. And then, then of course, uh, we have our, uh, our, our study through the Gospel of Matthew. Justin Blunt, uh, Bill Flynn's been leading this. this is actually the, the core of this. The heart of this is our chapel Sunday school class. It's been meeting for many years faithfully. Uh, but we're just presenting that as a study through Matthew. So if you're coming on Sunday mornings, they meet at 930 in the chapel. It's a great chance to be able to just get a healthy component of going through the Word, sitting side by side with some other believers in a smaller context than what they're going to see on a, a Sunday morning setting. So all this complements into, and what you're one of our small group teachers, our small groups are kicking off this Sunday and next Wednesday. So Sunday and Wednesday nights, you have identical kids programming, pre-K discipleship programming, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, two different options, one to be a part of Sunday night or one to be involved in Wednesday night for adult small groups. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience there leading small groups, Stephen? Yeah. And uh, I know, I, I think Pastor Brad's in the other wall over here. I'm sure he's just, <laughs> his spider senses are going off wanting yeah. to talk about small it. groups? But we're not letting him in the room. <laughs> he can't come in here. Door's locked. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what small groups have meant for uh, for you and Megan? Yeah. And uh, I know you're a your pastor, you're uh, theologically trained as well, but why don't you share a little bit about what small groups has meant for you here? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we've been we've been blessed to, to be able to lead a small group now for, I guess it's almost, geez. I don't even remember. Three semesters, years? yeah, a year yep. and a half, two years, something like that. And um, yeah, it's been it's been wonderful to have you know really a, a core group uh, to you know to love and do to do life with. And that group's changed over the years as people have moved or life circumstances have changed. But uh, the one thing that's been consistent is just the the blessing of being able to to share you know what's going on in our lives and to study the word together. And um, and so we've got some new folks who are going to be joining us this semester which is really exciting. But, um, you know, being, being far from home as obviously you understand as well. Um, it's, it's nice to have family. It's nice to have family here. And, and that's a one Avenue that we get to, to have that where every single week we have people that are, um, devoted to the word together, but are also devoted to each other and, um, and bearing each other's burdens and celebrating with each other and meeting each other's needs. Somebody gets sick. We're, we're caring for each other through that, those means. And so that's been really life giving to our, our family, um, as well as our kids as they, you know, get to know other families and, um, yeah, it's, it's incredibly sweet. So we're really excited for the semester to be kicking off and, meeting some new, new folks and, uh, trying to get, you know, folks plugged into there. I just couldn't, couldn't encourage, uh, our listeners, uh, whoever you may be, if you're not a part of a small group, um, to really 
take those steps to devote that time, to devote your energy to, to other folks, and then really to be poured into as well. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a sweet time. Looking forward to that starting. Um, and yep. so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if I cut you off too early there. That's no, okay. Uh, but as folks sign up for that, really important to sign up as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, so we can be able to plug you right into now. a group as it, yeah, as it gets going. Uh, I encourage you to, to consider it, be a part of it, commit to it. You won't regret getting involved with the group. So in addition to our small groups, we've got our women's ministry is firing up. And uh, wow, they are uh, well-oiled machines. Of course, they have FFE. I don't want to give a spoiler alert there too much. But uh, the women's ministry schedule, uh, ladies, if you're not connected to women's ministry study, it's a great chance to get involved. And I would be clear as we walk through these, the goal is not that everybody's involved with every one of these groups. You'll be, you'll be, I mean, <laughs> you'll be full time in here. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the idea is find at least one. You can certainly do two. Don't overload yourself, but find at least one group that you can get connected with, devoted to the word. And our ladies schedule, uh, they're going to be going through first and second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a Tuesday evening option, 5 to 8 p.m. They eat a, a feast of a dinner up here. Linda oh, yeah. Bailey is one of the most skilled cooks and so <laughs> happy that she's also one of my neighbors. So yeah. I, I get a double dip there. Uh, but Tuesday night, there's child care with that as well. But ladies, you need to sign up for this. I want to encourage you to sign up, get involved uh, as that gets kicked off here next week. And then Wednesdays, 9 a.m. To, to 1 p.m., there'll be a morning group and a lunchtime group schedule uh, for Wednesdays. So be sure and get involved with that. Uh, and then coming up as well is the every third Thursday of the month uh, in Henderson Hall, there's going to be a women's lunch study time. It'll be a very short devotional, as Kim shared that uh, with us, a little short devotional, but third Thursday of the month, great opportunity, ladies, to come. And this is a big part of this is also an outreach goal. So this is a great chance to invite somebody that you know may not be walking with the Lord uh, or, and, or at the very least may not be walking with the local church body. Uh, we want to be able to bring them in, uh, let them connect us some other uh, ladies that love the Lord and be able to hear a short charge uh, uh, as well. Uh, so uh, ladies, want to encourage you, now's the time to be able to sign up for, for those studies. Good. Yeah, and then uh, for our men's uh, ministry as well, uh, we know that uh, we are going to continue to be doing our our uh, men's lunches the first Tuesday of every month. We just wrapped one up yesterday, and Brad Burleson shared his story, which is really encouraging. And we got to have time just to, to be able to pray together as well as enjoy having lunch together. Of course, we provide drinks and that kind of stuff. People bring their own lunch. Guys bring their own lunch. So we'll do that again, of course, next month. And then in October, um, on Thursday mornings at 630 we're going to be doing a study on uh, that, that's centered around the word, how to how to study the word, uh, how to study the word with uh, your family, how to pray the Bible, and then what am I missing? There's one more thing. How to study the Bible with your spouse. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so some of us are going to be leading uh, some of those discussions, but uh, man, I'd say you know, get up. Uh, coffee and and donuts are going to taste real sweet at six thirty in the morning. Mm. So uh, be there for that, and uh, we'll really enjoy that time uh, there together. So commit to commit to being part of that, guys. You know, it's a, and it's a ways off, but uh, October twenty second, twenty third. It's Friday night, Saturday morning. We'll have a uh, our next uh, workshop will be taking place. It'll be a marriage workshop. Uh, there'll be child care for that as well. But we encourage folks to be signing up now for that. We'll have. Uh, four or five different sessions really catered on, uh, taught from people within our church, but uh, it will be really centered on here's common things that we see in marriages to understand that we, whether they come up commonly in counseling or these are kind of maybe some not squeaky wheels, but they're common features that we see even in marriages, believing marriages. 
uh, that, that regularly become pinch points for us. Mm. Uh, so an opportunity to kind of take out of, uh, what we maybe would commonly counsel through in a closed setting. Let's just share all this with the congregation of what we mm. normally uh, kind of share in a broader setting. So that'll be October 22nd, 23rd. There'll be childcare for that Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, last time we did these workshops, we found a lot of success with that for people's schedules and it was a real meaningful time. So I know it's a sacrifice for some folks to give up a Friday night and a Saturday morning. Uh, there won't be dinner provided Friday night or anything like that, but, uh, we want you to come and consider being a part of that. Eat before you come. It'll be a great time. Awesome. So, uh, we're going to move on to the worship, uh, value. So word worship service family. Now we're in this worship portion and um, this Sunday coming up, we've got uh, our choir is going to be returning uh, to help lead right. us. Yeah, woohoo! And so, um, and so, yeah. So again, the the purpose behind that is uh, is an aid to the congregation to help encourage congregational singing. And so we'll we'll have that this Sunday, and we're hoping to kind of uh, over time ramp up how frequently we do that. But if you would like to be a part of that, obviously, yeah, we would love to to have you be a part of that. Um, and, uh, and, and to help lead in that. If I, if I could ask Steve, what, what's yeah. kind of time commitment? Let's say I wanted to be a part of that. What kind of time commitment am I looking at? What do I need to be able to Yeah, it's, off? it's pretty low. Um, and so on Sunday morning, you'd come at seven 30 and we'll run through all that. You'll have the songs ahead of time. So okay. you can kind of be looking at that ahead of time, but come Sunday morning at seven 30, we'll rehearse it with the band. And, and then we ask you to, to participate in both services, but, um, That'll just be for three songs before the sermon. And so if you're a part of a, a group that meets on Sunday morning or there's a class or a seminar or something you want to be a part of on Sunday morning, then uh, you might just be a little bit late, but that's not a huge deal. So you can come sing the first three songs, sit in for the sermon in one of those services, sing the three songs before the sermon in the other service, and then attend your class or go yeah. home or whatever it is that you're going to be doing after that. That's so. great. And your heart for this, as you shared at our, uh, our members meeting we had back in August, Big heart, if I understand right, if I remember right, is that that we would one day get to the point where we can have a choir uh, help to lead us about every Sunday, right? Yeah, I think as we as we see it, uh, you know, kind of be a little more successful, we get a little more used to it. Yeah. We kind of ramp up the frequency. Right now, we're looking at maybe once every three weeks or so, uh-huh. um, and then as that gets to be a more of a well oiled machine, uh, yeah, it would be great to move to to every other week and then perhaps yeah. uh, every week. But that wouldn't mean if I'm a part of that, I got to be a part every week, right? You'd have yeah. If we have teams, enough participation, yeah. then yeah, maybe we could have a couple different teams so that uh, you're, we're not you know over exerting ourselves. Yeah, very nice. Yep. So with uh, this Sunday, since we're on the worship section, we'll be in Exodus seven twenty four uh, through eight fifteen this week, and I've I've kind of labeled the sermon just say when there's we have the frogs. I so appreciate the word Pastor Roman gave last week. Mm-hmm. The great job expounding on the judgment of God and how that both hardens and softens others uh, according to His great plan and and kind purposes. But one of the things that we're going to note this week with the with the frogs that are taking place is I'm going to really draw a bit of attention to what we see take place uh, in the Lord's allowing Pharaoh to, in a way, just say when. So basically, Moses tells him. Hey, uh, you you go ahead and choose the time that you want the, the frogs to leave. Uh, so he's, he's his heart his heart is hardened. He was humiliated already. The blood's taking place, and he's he's basically hardened himself to the point of saying, "Hey, everybody, uh, y'all can go dig a trench down by the Nile because we can we can deal with hard times. You know, we're Egyptians. We can handle this." And so he doesn't soften his heart in all this. The Lord sends the frogs. 
And it leads, uh, this interesting component of this is he basically, he does, you remember like when you'd watch like David Copperfield or any of these magicians, they'd let you pick a card, Mm -hmm. you know, they let you be involved in this process. And then it blows your mind even more when it like, that's my card. You know, you let me be a part of the trick. Uh, That's kind of what, but in like an authentic way, what the Lord allows uh, Pharaoh to be a part of. It's like pick a day, any Mm -hmm. day. And uh, and so he picks what seems to be what most say the earliest one, which is tomorrow. And then, of course, then the, the frogs leave and die and all that stuff takes place. But it's interesting that the Lord's power through this is so demonstrated that he allows Pharaoh to partake in the relenting of this plague as though he's a contestant. <laughs> when a lot of it's based Door on his heart, heart. Yeah, I like to exercise and flex on and show God's great power through all this. Uh, and of course, it will not lead to his repenting and humbling of his heart. Uh, but I think that that component for us as believers will give us some, some really clear next step applications, whether you're an unbelie- whether somebody that's come in Sunday that may not know the Lord to consider giving themselves to the Lord uh, or humbling themselves and, and uh, believing upon Christ. Uh, or that they're believers and the Lord is, is simply, uh, maybe they've been running from the Lord in an area and they need to, to bow to his will. And uh, and so, yeah, lots of great applications from this text will be in this week. Yeah. So we, uh, this past Sunday, had a baptism class. Great point. And, um, and then at the end of, at the end of every month, we will, we will, um, well, let me back up. So at, the, at, the, at this past Sunday, we had a baptism class. And uh, had you know several people that are going to be working on their on their um, their testimonies and working mm-hmm. on that, and we're going through the process with several of them that are hopefully will be baptized soon. Um, and that is a, a core and important part of of worship as we as we gather. That is a that is a sacrament. It's a, a an ordinance of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, at the last Sunday of every month, we have our family service, but we also partake in the Lord's Supper as well. Another, obviously, a, a commanded sacrament of the church and gathered worship. And so, uh, so that's just, you know, as we're going through our values and things that are important, you know, we don't want to forget that those are, those are valuable and commanded things that we will, we will do in, mm-hmm. in worship. And so we have, how frequently are the baptism classes, Brent? Well, they're always the first Sunday of every month, just like we observe the Lord's Supper last Sunday of the month. Baptism class is always first Sunday of every month, uh, but anybody can meet with any elder, any staff member at any time. So yeah. uh, you could come up here at any time, pre-schedule, it makes it easier. Uh, but we will gladly sit down with you, and then also we'll help you work together your testimony. That's one thing I found is that uh, some people may be a little bit uh, nervous to try to put it together. They have difficulty, and the benefit of our baptism handout is there's you know, remember when we did that four-minute testimony, three, four-minute testimony with the church, the Easter COVID? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we kind of take those same questions, uh, streamlined them a little bit, and, and use that on our baptism packet to help people be able to think through that. But we also will sit down with you and help you think out loud and type it out for you to help give you the bones of that as you share that. If you have a difficulty writing, putting thoughts on paper, yeah. uh, we can help you do that. And that's one of the, I think, one of the sweetest things being here. And hearing people's testimonies and, and seeing them work through it is, especially if you're talking about a kid that's like 11 years old, 8 years old, as they're working through, they're getting their testimony. Well, you know when that kid gets to be 17, 18, and temptation, you know, and walking with the Lord becomes a much more costly proposition. Uh, and they go through some, you know, they struggle, they walk in, they fall in some sin, and then they come out of that, 
they're not trying to recreate and think, well, maybe I wasn't a believer. Maybe I didn't understand because they're going to have this clear testimony of looking and saying, no, I understood the gospel components. I did respond. But now is this discipleship component. Now I'm having a more difficult component walking through. It's more costly to, to want to walk with the Lord wherever he leads me until he calls me face to face. So that's one thing I think is a great benefit of how grace uh, walks out the the application of the testimonies. And I want to be clear for folks, we use the, you'll hear us use the term ordinance, this order of Christ that he gives us. You'll hear uh, sometimes the term sacrament used, and uh, depending on your faith background, that may the sacrament may be yeah, mean <laughs> different things, to different people. So I want to yeah. be clear for what how we pose those uh, is there's so many people call them the ordinary means of grace, right? Prayer, things that you're going to see on a, every Sunday morning, where these things build and nourish our faith. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't hold to what, uh, what Roman Catholics or others would hold, that there's any kind of salvific component of these things. Mm-hmm. But we do believe these are gifts that the Lord gives to the church that we're to observe until he comes again. Uh, so with with baptism as one's declaration of allegiance to Christ, uh, and then as in the Lord's Supper, this continual remembrance, celebrating our union to Christ, and they're in our union to each other. That's why we do it as a community. We don't do it individually. We do it as a group together, as a gathered body. Uh, but we do these things, and in, in both of these, they they nourish our faith. There is a building up of our faith uh, in the gifts of the ordinances, or as some call it, these, these sacraments, these sanctifying components that the Lord gives us uh, in a similar way to uh, how reading God's Word and singing together with the body, these, these more, some call them ordinary means of grace, build us up, and we need those rhythms in our life. And you know what's funny, Stephen, is some, some will notice and they'll say, you know what, I've just been out of the habit of gathering for a couple months. It's good to be back. And wow, I really needed this. That person is articulating and maybe a non, you know, just kind of a natural way of yeah. the fruit of the ordinary means of grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, we were able to with uh, see some of our homebound. We haven't done homebound, you know, as an extension of our service on Sunday mornings, uh, uh, the last Sunday of the month. We do offer it to uh, to folks that are unable to get out of their homes uh, now uh, to to take the Lord's Supper as an extension of our service. So we'll go out from there and bring the Lord's Supper to some people. And, and I remember one couple I was able to sit with uh, last Sunday uh, that we observed Lord's Supper <clears throat> and they were, you know, in tears realizing how long it's been. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a, you know, as an extension of our service, there's a, a blessing in that of our hearts, a reminder of our faith, a rekindling, you could say. Uh, yeah, it's not just an emotional thing. It's a truly, I mean, yeah. it's a, it is a means of the of ministry, um, yes. you know, to, to us uh, by the Lord's grace. So, um, yeah, what a blessing it is to have those those rhythms that we mm-hmm. are that we're doing for, for our good and for God's glory. It is, it's a blessing. Okay, so word worship service. Service. What are some opportunities people are having to to serve here in the coming days? Well, of course, there's Sunday morning options. There's uh, you don't want to speak to one of those, and uh, is our parking lot ministry? We want to be able to uh, to greet folks from the parking lot in. Mm-hmm. Cynthia Knowles just does an unbelievable job as our connect director, uh, overseeing a lot of those components, and we want to be able to extend that out. But we 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 have been trying to clone Cynthia. Uh, <laughs> it's just not been successful yet. So what we want to do though, is multiply leaders that can serve, uh, and take some ownership and outside the building as well. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's been one of the, the fruits that we've been able to see is getting some traction on, you know, greeting people outside the sanctuary as they come as well. You think about it, if you're a new person 
and, and the parking lot is reasonably full, especially the 1045. You know, there's, by the way, there's a lot more room at the nine o'clock service. So I want to encourage you, if you attend the 1045, maybe consider joining us at the nine o'clock hour. An opportunity of service. There you, you go. There you go. Service in that way. That, that provides a little more room in the parking lot too. But I want you to imagine you'd come at 1045, which most new people, not all, but many new people will come to the, to the service closest to lunch, just the way it is. So imagine that they come to that service. You, you're a brand new person. You just moved to Nacogdoches and you get there, you park across the street at the Charter Street. And what do you do now? Right. Where do you where do you, you just kind of naturally kind of follow the flow? Hopefully you're yeah. on time or you probably showed up a little early. And so we want to be able to have somebody and Jent Lewis has volunteered to help undertake this ministry effort. Uh, to be able to be, you know, first, uh, you know, in each of our parking lot. There's another parking lot, of course, behind Henderson Hall. We wouldn't have somebody, uh, at least one person in each lot, to be able to greet somebody. Are you new? Even walk with you. So a whole team of people being able to, to really show hospitality, even from from the second somebody shows up onto onto the campus yeah. on Sunday morning. So that's that's one just initial area. There's of course a giant list. I mean, of course, you know all the different ministries of grace. Uh, there's also, we're, we're uh, Lord willing, working toward eventually having service teams, uh, not just helping our local ministries that that uh, that are part of Grace, also that we partner with, but sending some some international mission teams, uh, Lord willing, as as COVID gets uh, gets cleaned up here in a little bit, or some more clarity of what it takes to be able to travel mm-hmm. uh, and what those missionaries need. So lots of different areas to serve. So we want people to be confident and competent to articulate the gospel and find somewhere where you can serve. And, and we find that that intentionally committing to serve somewhere is going to have some other benefits. You're, you know, we've heard this interview after interview with church members that when we ask, what are some recommendations you would give to the church? How many, what percentage have said serve somewhere? Cause you're going to get to know a lot of different people. Yeah, I'd say most of them for sure. And, and that's one of the interesting parts is you get involved with a small group yeah, you, some small groups are multi-generational. Other small groups are, are kind of more perhaps age-based or life season-based. But if you serve somewhere, by default, you're going to be with people that are different than you. And mm-hmm. that's going to be a good opportunity to form a fraternity there uh, with some other people in a common area of service. Yeah. Yeah, you could say it would build family, if you Ooh, will. Ooh, nice wow. How do you work. like that? You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, this church, I got to say, is just so loving and caring and um i love watching our our church on sunday mornings and seeing people linger afterward and get lunch with each other and um this church just loves each other so well and you know i'm still riding the high a little bit of of uh just a few weeks ago we had uh our our time outside you know being able to 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 mingle with with new college students coming into town and just watching how our church family loved each other so well um you know, we are, uh, we are, you know, on a regular basis having these new member workshops and, you know, that can kind of sound maybe a little interesting, but it can also sound maybe a little, I don't know what that is, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, can you kind of help maybe share a little bit of the, the vision behind why we do that and what people are essentially signing up for by, by being a part of those workshops? So this workshop will be the first one that's been accompanied by a lunch. This will happen right this Sunday, right after service. Uh, we'll meet right over in Henderson Hall. And we I want to encourage you, if you're considering this, go ahead and sign up now for this. Because, of course, we're ordering food. We're going to have tables set up. They'll be spaced out. 
we'll have childcare provided. So signing up now is going to help uh, Katie a lot. It's going to help Cynthia. Mm-hmm. She helps to organize, take the lead on the food on this this time. Also, we want to make sure we have enough materials printed out. But we will have room for you. But if you can sign up, that's going to be a big blessing to us. Being a part of the new member workshop is not a formal commitment to say, I'm going to join this congregation. But it's able to say, and we've had people that have actually been here for several months that have come to the new member workshop and seen a more detailed statement of our beliefs or convictions as a church body. And they've said, you know what, I I love y'all as a people, but I don't know if this is a right fit for where I want to commit long term. And uh, even though it's sad to see some of those people not stick, at the same time, it's actually a great blessing for them. You know, as Ryan Finnerud says all the time, clarity is kindness. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it provides you know, basically a two-hour time to give a, a clear understanding of Grace's history, uh, convictions, philosophy of ministry, and member commitments. Mm-hmm. And that's what are our, our, those that are committing themselves as members to the congregation. It's not like we're saying, oh, well, that person's a believer. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, compared to those that aren't members or not believers, that's not what right. this is. This is formally saying, I, I, I understand what this church believes, uh, and I'm committing myself here to accountability in this church, mutual accountability. I'm committing myself to the to the shepherding of the pastors and elders, and and I want to be uh, used of the Lord. I, I believe the Spirit of God is active, uh, living and active in the people here, and I, I want to partner together to make disciples and uh, and be disciplined and grow and help encourage this congregation to fulfill its mission that God's given it uh, yeah. for His glory. And that's what happens at the new member workshop. So after the workshop is over, we'll, it'll last about two hours. We'll, we'll eat together. We'll walk through all those components. And then everyone is matched up that uh, that desires to go forward, and most do. Uh, they get matched up with an elder, and uh, and it's a fun. It's not a threatening environment, but uh, the, the elder will share their, and, and probably their spouse with them too, will share their, their testimony with you, and you share your testimony with them. Uh, if you've never put together your testimony, uh, th- there's time to be able to help articulate that. And mm-hmm. we found this to be a really helpful, even evangelistic component yeah. uh, of, of people being able to really think through their story. Because uh, a lot of times people don't do that. You know, they're just like, well, I, I grew up, I was a member of so-and-so church, and now I want to become a member here. I've just moved to Nacogdoches. So it gives them a really a point of clarity to, to kind of understand how the Lord has worked in their life through the uh, the past years. Uh, and then uh, that they affirm the the member commitments that, uh, of our, that our church holds to. Uh, and then that person is is uh, uh, the elder reports back to the uh, the elder uh, the team of elders, and and then that person is welcomed into the membership of our congregation. You know, I remember, I don't know if it's okay to quote them. I, I guess I won't quote them because I didn't ask permission. But uh, <laughs> you know, I remember one couple that was a part of Grace for several years, never went to the new member workshop, and uh, and decided to come. And then afterwards, said, you know what? Before we 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 always we always liked our church or loved our church, but now we really love our church. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a picture of now I know this about the wise, and this gives me a greater encouragement and confidence and a joy, you know, in in being here. That's our heart behind this. So if you're not a member uh, and uh, you want to be a part of that, we'd love for you to, uh, to come and uh, investigate with us, take a next step with us in that direction. That's good. That's good. Well, church, uh, we hope that, you know, this has just kind of been a helpful time to, to be reminded of who we are, what we're doing, why we're doing these things. Uh, there are a lot of things that are happening, and we want you to see that they are purposeful. Um, we we are we submit you know all of these events and programs and things that we do to this vision of Word Worship Service Family that we want to be uh, marked by these things. And so, uh, church, we hope you see that, and um, and we'll jump into the life of our church even more so. If, if, even if you are devoted to our church, we want you to be reinvigorated by uh, by this purpose. 
so we look forward to gathering with you uh, again this Sunday. It is a, it is a blessing to uh, to do life with you, uh, to be a part of this family of of faith and uh, and service. And so we'll see you this Sunday. Can't wait.